Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you? I'm good, good. Today's been a good day. It's been a good month, and just waiting for the hype for all the Marvel movies coming out. Good, good. Good to hear. And yeah, um, we tend to talk a lot about Marvel movies <laughs> on this podcast, and today will be no different. Uh, so apologies for those who are maybe a little sick of hearing about the MCU, but uh, at least for me and you, I mean, we're such huge fans of these movies, mm-hmm. right? And with Black Panther, Black Panther just around the corner and with Infinity War on the horizon, I mean, to be a fan of these movies right now, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't think we can be any more excited. No, right? yeah. This is, this is a great time, right? <laughs> this is, it's been 10 years in the making for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, there's, there's a legacy now, so uh-huh. um, it's great. So, um, so what we're going to talk about specifically today is this countdown to Infinity War. So um, this is kind of, uh, at least from my perspective, this was your idea. So Perfirio, tell us a little bit about this idea, this sort of one Marvel movie a week thing. Give us a little background. Yeah, so um, it was just a little fun challenge I found on Facebook. It was the called the Marvel Challenge, where if the first week of 2018, if you watch one Marvel movie a week, that's mm-hmm. 19 Marvel movies, 19 weeks, it all leads up to Infinity War, when Infinity War comes out. Yeah. And not only is that cool like that you could watch these movies again but you could relive that hype like get understanding so if you're like a newcomer and want to get into like the bandwagon and get out to all the hype about what infinity wars about this is like a fun little challenge to do a fun little game that's awesome yeah and um so you said 19 yeah that includes black panther and infinity war so um it's it's a lot of movies, but uh-huh. man, I, I don't think there's any better way to sort of get excited, get prepped for Avengers three, Infinity War, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, you had mentioned. I think that you mentioned this on your last uh, recording, right? You mentioned that you were you're planning to do this, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I mean, I've already seen the movie, so do I need to revisit? Um, so I didn't initially, but I, I mean, I think it's a great idea. You know, it's great to revisit these movies and and sort of get prepped, get psyched for for the new flicks, right? No, yeah, I was definitely in that kind of mindset. Like, oh man, I, there's like some Marvel movies I don't want to relive, like Incredible Hulk and uh-huh. um, other ones, but like Thor two. But you know, it's fun to get back into that hype, like understand how all this storyline how it all goes how it all ties into infinity war how it's all led up to it yeah and you know it's been especially fun for me because my roommate she's been doing this challenge with me mm-hmm. and she has a lot of these movies she's never seen so for her to watch them for the first time and understand and just question it it helps like me also understand what's going on and everything like how 
I mean, we'll talk about it like, right when we do yeah. the reviews and everything. But yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun for anyone who wants to get part of this hype. Yeah, awesome. And similarly, on my end, you know, I've seen all these movies and it's cool to revisit them. Um, but I'm also sort of bringing a, a second set of eyes to my son, Simon. Uh, I'm sort of exposing him to these movies for the oh, first really? time also, uh-huh. which is exciting. Um, and, you know, he's young. He's like three and a half. So it's not all really registering 100%. But it is interesting to see, like, what he's drawn to mm-hmm. and what sort of excites him. And, um, like, yeah, Captain America and Spider-Man are, like, top of the list for him right oh, really? now. Which, That's awesome. Which for me it's like. Hell yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm in. I'm into that too. Uh-huh. So yeah, I couldn't be happier. Okay, uh, let's let's dive right in, right? Okay. So, um, where where are you at in terms of this countdown right now? It's, uh, the next movie I'm watching is the first Captain America movie, Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay, that one came out 2011. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So you've seen uh, the first four. The MCU movies. Uh-huh. I've, right. uh, yes, I've seen Iron Man 1 and 2, Incredible Hulk, and Thor 1. Right on, right on. So, y- yeah, you're watching them in, in the order they were released, yeah. right? Yeah, uh-huh. that's cool. I, I'm kinda, I've kind of been jumping around a little bit, but I did rewatch those four movies that you just mentioned uh, recently. So we, we can talk about that. Yeah, let's, let's focus on the first four. And this will be kind of an ongoing, like, series uh, we can sort of have like a an MCU uh, recap all the way up until okay. Infinity War, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but let, yeah, let's focus on the first four right now. So, the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie is Iron Man One. Iron Man One, yeah. Yep, and uh, yeah, what a great movie! I, I think um, it's great because I mean, it's just it's just great. Period. <laughs> but you know, it, it's interesting in the context of it all. Like we talk about the MCU and there's like tons of movies and there's this whole universe. You know, with this movie, it wasn't a sure thing, right? If this first Iron Man movie wasn't a hit, there probably would be no MCU, right? Mm -hmm. It it was all kind of uh, dependent on this first Iron Man catching on. And it worked on so many levels, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and... uh, Give us uh, your review on Iron Man uh, 1, Perferio. Well, let's see. When I first saw Iron Man 1, I was, you know, as a kid, I was always a fan of Iron Man. I've always wanted to see him on the big screen. Okay. And I saw Iron Man when I was in eighth grade. I just graduated junior high. And it was cool seeing him, like, looking back. Robert Downey Jr. was just born to play Tony Stark. He's yep. a natural oh, yeah. actor. And there are just so many things that Iron Man, like if it if Iron Man came out t- today with today's like technology and stuff, it could have been even maybe a bigger hit. But you know, at the time that it was developed back in two thousand eight, it was just I think a milestone in, on its own. Like oh yeah, the Iron Man suit, the the effects that it had, the acting, it mm-hmm. was just amazing. Yeah, really great movie. Uh-huh. Now you mentioned how if it were to be released today, maybe a bigger hit. Like, do you think there are some I don't know visual effects or some of the CGI could have been 
improved upon do you f- do you feel like it looks a little dated at all oh yeah i mean oh, you do. i mean it looks a little dated compared to like today's um marvel movies like you okay. know back in, in that first movie like it took like a long time for tony stark to get in his suit and now like in civil war he could just oh, okay. carry around like a body part <laughs> and wear it so fast because of cgi and everything okay oh so yeah i can see what you're saying yeah later later movies with iron man he's able to get into the suit easier right yeah 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 oh that's an interesting take because i you know rewatching iron man one i, I kind of felt like it was i mean i don't want to say perfect no movie is perfect but i mean it, it really held up to me like i felt the effects were like totally fine no like, it, you know? it, it definitely was good i'm uh-huh. i'm not bashing on it or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. gotcha gotcha okay it was also like iron man was it's interesting like watching it back like when i watched it um for that first time for that challenge it's so funny how you know Heron's Towered was first um, casted to play Rhodey. Oh yeah, and yeah. then later replaced. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting, and it was just a funny, nostalgic effect. And then seeing Phil Coulson, Agent Shield Agent Phil Coulson, appear yeah. for the first time because yeah. now I'm so used to seeing him as like the main lead in Agents of Shield that right. just for him to take like, a small part and not really have developed the personality to yeah. his character. It's just like, oh, my gosh, he's such a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point because I, my understanding is that that character, Agent Coulson, he wasn't meant to be, like, in, like, a ton of MCU movies, much less much less have, have his own TV show, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be this kind of side character, kind of a throwaway character, uh, but he really became ingrained in this universe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of became like the main uh, motivation uh, point in Avengers, right? The first Avengers. Uh, so yeah, he, he's he's really he brought a lot to that first Iron Man. You know, in in, in limited screen time, he he was kind of kind of awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what else can we say about Iron Man One? I think. Um, I mean, yeah, this is this is uh, one of my favorite Marvel Studios movies, no, no yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Um, For another thing I could say about Iron Man One is like the yeah. post-credit scene. It was very like it gave you so much chills, so much goosebumps. Oh, yeah, like it was the introduction of um, Shield director Nick Fury. Yep. And who else to better have played in than Sam- Samuel Jackson? Oh, another perfect casting uh-huh. there. And then just to let him know, like, oh, we're thinking or we want to do the Avengers initiative. And so, like, you mm-hmm. know, if you're watching that movie for the first time, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is like, like, who else is going to be in the Avengers? Like, there's like so many possibilities Marvel could have gone with. Like, there was you could. That means that you're going to see Captain America. You're going to see Thor. Who else are you going to see? Like so many other possibilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just at the time it was just like oh man this is movie it's gonna lead up to something big yeah 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 and uh that is part of the appeal of this universe you know i think it really it really really speaks to the fans you know Mm -hmm. like uh it, it these movies really care about 
fans, like new and old fans, like it, it kind of acknowledges like the fan base, right? Like, you know, to say, like for, for, for Nick Fury at the end to say, like, to mention the Avengers initiative, mm-hmm. you know, like, look, like in, in a, you know, I don't know, screenwriting 101, to say something like that that has nothing to do with like the rest of the movie, it's sort of like, well, why say that? It doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Um, it, it, it takes away from like the primary narrative or whatever. But for for fans, like Marvel fans who mm-hmm. know about the Avengers, who know about Nick Fury, who know about Captain America and Thor and et cetera, et cetera, we know what that sentence means. Yeah. We know the possibilities. And it's really kind of like, oh, man, like, I mean, you know, we're talking 10 years ago, but even 10 years ago, there were a lot of superhero movies happening. But this was kind of the first time that I think a big crossover crossover yeah and like the fans are really spoken to directly it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god like this is this is for us you know and that speaks volumes i think so awesome so awesome and yeah um and just to have like a post credit scene at all was a new thing at that time you know Mm -hmm. like it's now it's such a thing to like stay in the theaters and watch the credits and stay for the the mid-credit scene and the post-credit scene. Yeah. But, but yeah, when Iron Man 1 came out, that wasn't a thing. Like, I remember there were, like, all these, like, notifications about, like, oh, don't leave once the credits start rolling. There's there's a little bit more. I remember I, I saw that, and, like, that's why I stayed in the theater. Mm-hmm. And we had to be, like, reminded. It's like, oh, wait, don't leave yet, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Like, that's such a such a groundbreaking thing. Like, and it, it's so widely used now dude the the dc extended universe even is is jumping on that bandwagon now too right so uh-huh. yeah it's 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 a thing now and it really it is as a result of of iron man one and the success of yeah. the mcu movies mm-hmm. it's interesting just because like i think iron man and all the early marvel movies they were all owned by paramount right disney hadn't even bought them yet yeah right? at the time they were paramount uh-huh so I don't even think Paramount knew how big of a deal it was gonna. This was all gonna just explode. Yeah, yeah. Like no they, kn- they knew they wanted to like make more Marvel movies, but I think nobody had any idea how this one movie, how it was just the start of a whole big legacy, a big universe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone had a clue how big this universe was gonna become, right? Uh, so before we get off of Iron Man one. I mean, we have to play devil's advocate a little bit. Were th- was there anything you weren't so hot on? Like for me, I felt like the Iron Monger was a good villain, but maybe not a great villain. No, you know? I, yeah, he he wasn't a good. I mean, he was barely even a villain. Like there was <laughs> little backstory to him. Like I didn't care about him. I just knew. It was like the basic movie villain stereotype, like, oh, he's angry, he wants to get revenge, he wants to take over the world or with this new technology and get revenge on Tony Stark and by yeah. the end Tony Stark gets the better of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there could have been a stronger villain, perhaps. And yeah, the, the very end was, you know, maybe a little bit of a letdown. Like the earlier action scenes were 
like far superior. Oh yeah. Right. So when Iron Man goes into Gomira, and uh, the scene where like Iron Man takes on the United States States Air Force, mm-hmm. and those were really cool scenes, right? And I think the Iron Man versus Iron Monger battle at the end was a little bit lackluster, you know, maybe. I mean, in the end, I think the appeal of Iron Man one is is like the characters, right? Tony Stark and Pepper and like, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is like amazing in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, Terrence Howard is great too. But yeah, the the character development is so strong. It is. You know, the origin story is great too. Um, The action scenes are maybe not like the main draw for this movie. Um, But I will say like that last battle was like okay it was it was okay uh, no i definitely agree with that point you bring about about character development like it's so cool seeing tony stark being like oh you know he's like this like um narcissist billionaire playboy yeah and then he gets captured and he feels bad for himself then he kind of turns his life around and it's like okay let's try to help people mm-hmm. and he kind of like tries to turn a new leaf and you could definitely see that as the movie progresses yeah yeah it's cool it's cool it's like uh here's a guy who at first at least maybe you shouldn't be rooting for so much you know it's not it's not cut and dry like this is like this is our golden boy you know um there there's some there's some nuance there which is cool mm-hmm. yeah and then after iron man i think that same summer Incredible Hulk was released. Yeah, that was that same year. I th- yeah, that same summer, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they came out in close, close proximity. Uh-huh. And then, let's see, Bruce Banner was played by Edward Norton at the yeah. time. Yep, not the current Hulk. No. <laughs> right. Um, what, what, what were your thoughts on that movie? Okay, so <laughs> I think you're asking me because <laughs> we're in slight <laughs> disagreement here. Uh, but here, so Incredible Hulk, okay. Um, I remember when I first saw this movie, I really liked it a whole lot. I had a lot of fun with it. I liked the characters. I liked the action. Um, in the back of my mind, recently though, I thought, I wonder how well this movie holds up. Does it does it stand the test of time? And I rewatched it really recently. Like I think last week I saw it. And um, there, there are some aspects to it that I think are, are flawed. And yeah, the second viewing, or this is not the second viewing, but, but this, this recent viewing, at least, I definitely didn't like it as much as when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I will st- still say that I enjoyed it. And um, there is a lot to like about it, I think. Um, I think Edward Norton is is really good. I think he's a great banner. I, I liked his story. Um, I I like the villain too. You know Tim Roth as the Abomination. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his his uh, his progression into like becoming this monster. I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. Um, you know. Uh, there were some pretty cool action scenes, like the th- that scene on the college campus where uh, the Hulk battles the U.S. Army. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, the the areas where I think were problematic, one is is uh, Liv Tyler. 
Like, I think, yeah, like, I wasn't the biggest fan. I, I wonder I wonder how I missed this, like, the first time, but she seemed, like, I don't know, kind of annoying to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, she has this, like, really soft voice, like, Bruce, oh, my God, yeah, you know? Very, like, airheaded-ish, kind of. Yeah, a little ditzy. Yes, um, <laughs> that's the word. Yeah, and, and, like, I felt like there were some times I was, I was like, speak up (laughs) like like you know i don't know have some backbone or something but she seemed really just kind of like passive and 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 maybe more importantly i didn't really get the chemistry between her and banner like banner and betty ross are supposed to be like in love you know Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to be like meant for each other Mm -hmm. and this like this hulk within Banners was is kind of like keeping them apart, and it's supposed to be like, like tragic. But I, I didn't really feel the chemistry between those two actors, right? So that, that, that was a problem point. And another problem point was the very end, like Hulk versus Abomination at the end. I mean, I mean, maybe it's like kind of what you're saying with Iron Man One, like maybe the technology, like CGI and the visual effects weren't quite there, but it looked a little corny. Like, <laughs> seeing two big CGI monsters just kind of going at it, mm-hmm. it, it felt a little, like, fake. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what, I'll, that's what I have to say about Incredible Hulk. Yeah, what there's, about, there's what about a, you? There's a lot of points you made out that I definitely agree. Um, you know, overall, The Incredible Hulk was a fun movie. When I first watched it um, as a teenager, it was a definitely fun movie. I didn't have those kind of thoughts thinking in my head, like, oh... The actors' chemistry it was more like just the like fighting, yeah. cool effects. And right. I thought I liked it. It was a fun movie. But then, like when I rewatched it, like how you said, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it was, this is cringeworthy." <laughs> a little bit. Like the very big issues I had were kind of like what you said about Liv T- um, Tyler. Yeah. Like Edward Norton and Liv Tyler, like they're both amazing actors. I'll say that it looks good on paper having them as like the perfect cast. But they had, I felt like there was no connection to their characters. Like, Edward Norton just seemed annoying. He didn't seem like Banner. And Liv, she didn't feel, she just, like, as Betsy, she just felt like we just said annoying. Like, she's a doctor. She doesn't even help (laughs) to, like, think of a solution to how they can can cure Banner's sickness. She's just kind of like, oh, what do you need me to do? I'll help you. Or was like, oh, I won't let dad hurt you or something like that. And it's just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Come on, you're a freaking doctor. You could think of something else besides, like, I don't know, these small little issues. Yeah. I felt like those two characters, like I said, on paper, it seemed like they were perfect cast, but it felt like they were kind of tried to, like, force into the roles. Like, come on, they could have, like, easily read a comic, any Hulk storyline, just, like, done a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. I had that issue. Okay. I had issues with um, kind of a storyline kind of thing, like Banner was like hunted down by the by like the FBI, and somehow like in the beginning he made it from like um, Guatemala to Mexico in like the same clothes. Like once <laughs> he showed him, in and they're like so far away from each other. Oh right, and right. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I know this is a movie, but come on, where's <laughs> some logic into this? Okay, okay. Um, some good things I'll say about the movie, though, are, like, the action scenes, like you said. 
and seeing like a good redemption of the Hulk. Because like before we had the TV show in the 80s, which was just a, basically a big guy painted green. Yeah. And the first Hulk movie was just like a big CGI green gummy bear is what how I saw it. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh-huh. So I thought this was like a good um, version of the Hulk in CGI. Like he looked like... A green monster he looked like he's angry he looks like he wants to smash things yeah and you know I, I said this in my review that like when I watch superhero movies like Iron Man I look for like why is this person a hero like cool they save people but there's like other definitions to like what a hero means like inspiration and all that but Hulk doesn't really fit that yeah which is still kind of cool because in like he doesn't fit like why you want to be Hulk, but you could understand you could be in Hulk's position because like everybody gets angry and just wants to smash things. Yeah, and you're just like, man, I wish I could be like Hulk and just like power up and smash whoever the hell's bugging me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a good point. I, I like your little analysis of like why is this character considered a hero? You know, um, it's arguable. With this movie, with the Incredible Hulk, is Hulk a hero? Like in the end, he does defeat the Abomination, and I suppose yeah. he saves Betty Ross. But like, like he he contributed to some serious destruction of yeah. Harlem, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's kind of that's that's a tough question. Like, is Hulk really heroic in this movie? Maybe not so much, you know. Uh, so that, that that's an interesting question you brought up for sure. So, okay, but it sounds like you didn't, like, hate this movie, right? I didn't hate it, but there were, like, some cringeworthy scenes. But like okay. I said, overall, it's a fun movie. It's okay. a fun movie that doesn't require a lot of thought, but I don't know. That's my take. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, sounds like we're a little closer on this one than I had originally thought. I think I liked it more than you, but I not, think so, like, yeah. <laughs> not, like, a lot, a lot more. So, okay. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that's a that's a good point about um, you brought up the previous Hulks. This is far superior to the Eric Bana Hulk, right? That that, yeah. that movie was really like super boring, right? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and it is cool that with this movie there are a lot of nods to like the original TV show, right? Yeah. You mentioned that too. So there is um, uh, the original Banner. Bill Bixby, he shows up on a TV show in the movie, and uh, the original Hulk, Lou Ferrigno himself, he he's in the movie, um, and that was kind of a fun scene, right? So um, you you can see like Kevin Feige, you know, the the MCU grandmaster, like he you could see his influence on this movie, like he he kind of like what we talked about with that Nick Fury scene in Iron Man, like you could tell where he wanted to sort of give fans. Uh, a, a little like Easter egg you know, yeah. here and there, right? So that, that was that was cool, right? Yeah. Um, going off what you said that that little Easter egg, it's cool because the post credit scene it shows like um, Tony Stark approaching the general, yeah, and talks him, continues talking about that Avengers initiative, saying like, "Oh, we're bringing a team together." Yeah, and it's just like more build up to what could happen. It's just <laughs> like okay, like cool, like. A movie that's not a sequel to another movie, but still, there's a crossover happening. Yeah, 
Yeah, I like that scene too. The the scene with Stark and and General Ross, and um, it, it's cool just to kind of see them their, their little, you know, their little wordplay there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does add to this excitement about like what what else does this universe have in store? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. very cool. So speaking of which. Uh, the third MCU movie. You want to talk about this? So the next one's Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. That one came out a year later, right? 2009? You know what? Uh, this one actually came out in 2010. Oh, 2010. So 2009 was like, uh-huh. there was no Marvel Studios movie. It was like a sad year, man. <laughs> yeah, this this was 2010. 2010. 2010, Iron uh-huh. Man 2. At the time, for me, I wasn't really thinking about like that whole an Avengers initiative, just because there was ve- it was very little touched upon in the first two movies. Yeah, I was more thinking of just like a sequel to Iron Man and how cool the first one is and how this one oh, is going to live up to the hype or not. Yeah, and for me, when I first saw it, I thought it was really awesome. Like the action scenes were cool. Seeing Iron Man back in action was f- awesome. Um, seeing him fight Whiplash. But then watching it this time around, oh my gosh, I found Tony Stark to be so annoying. Really? Yeah, he was just like that really like billionaire guy that you know like you hate. He's <laughs> okay. just like he's like, oh, I got money, I'm gonna do whatever I want yeah, and yeah. everything. I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, like after I watched him, I was like, well, I'm pissed off about this guy. I don't know if I should love or hate him, but. That's basically who Tony Stark is. You don't know if yeah, you love yeah, or yeah. hate the guy. And for Robert Downey Jr. to be able to do that as an actor, I think that's really amazing. You don't know whether or not you hope that he beats the villain or you, you're you just like, gosh, just die or something. Like, I don't know. Um, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, it's the introduction of two future Avengers. Black Widow makes her first appearance. Oh, yeah, right. And right. so does War Machine. Yep, that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. And by that time, Terrence Howard's already replaced, so he doesn't get to share much of the glory for the MCU. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, speaking of that, I'm I'm curious to get your opinion because w- we've just touched upon two recastings. So one is um, a new roadie. Uh-huh. So Don Cheadle takes over for Terrence Howard in Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. and also with Hulk, you know, uh, Mark Ruffalo is the current yeah. banner, and Edward Norton was the original MCU banner. Um, do you have any preferences about, like, which banner you like better, which row do you like better? Um, let's see. You know, to be honest, Don, as Rhodey, I think he... F- I mean, I don't know much about War Machine's background, like his comic background, so I can't mm-hmm. say much. Okay. But I do like Don, how he's, like, in these other Marvel movies, how he's portrayed War Machine, especially being, like, that loyal friend to um, Tony Stark. But, and the banner issue, Mark Ruffalo, he does an amazing job, but I kind of wish Edward Norton stayed with with the Hulk role. Okay. Like, as much as I bashed on him in the first movie, yeah. I mean, I felt like he could have just... With more over time or over some practice, he could have definitely nailed the role, because he's a, he is an amazing actor. Like in <laughs> Fight Club and yeah, 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 other Absolutely. movies, I think he's an amazing actor. So it's interesting these like recast choices and stuff. Yeah, I I do agree. I I, I love 
Norton as Bruce Banner, and I do prefer him over Ruffalo. And that that's not the consensus, I think. I think con- the consensus is uh, fans are loving Mark Ruffalo, and yeah, I, he's okay, but I, I, I do prefer, prefer Norton. Mm-hmm. I do disagree, though, with Rhodey. I, I've always liked Terrence Howard a little more. Uh-huh. As as uh, as James Rhodes and I, I man, it's one of those what ifs. Like, what if Terrence Howard could have become War Machine? Yeah. I'm really curious to see. I'm really curious to know, like how, what how <laughs> yeah, what could have happened, how how that would have gone. But you know, we'll never we'll never know. Um, but that's just my my take on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Iron Man two. What else can we say? Um, yeah, I think th- there is an aspect of. Tony Stark getting a little bit obnoxious in this one, mm-hmm. but it did fit the story. Like he's kind of going off the rails, and he's becoming like, really narcissistic, and like his his like blood toxicity is like starting to go up, and he's starting to like get a little crazier and crazier, like partying and drinking yeah. and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think what your your observation is that yeah, he he does become kind of more obnoxious but it does fit the story i think it does. so that that does fit mm-hmm. and um i i mean i mean downey is so good as stark like even when he's being like kind of an a-hole like <laughs> you you get the character and he's got this swagger to him that is like un undeniably appealing right yeah and like um i particularly liked the the early part of this movie not so much the later part but early on like there's that scene where uh stark is like at that senate hearing oh yeah and they're they're like basically like it's senator stern who we we see later in like winter soldier but he's trying to like he's trying to shut down iron man basically he's trying to say like oh this is like a dangerous weapon and we you need to give it over to to the government, right? Uh-huh. It, it's interesting because there, there's it. It's kind of shades of civil war a little bit. Right? It is, yeah, a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I love how Stark turns it around. Like yeah. at first, it's sort of like you know you got to give up the Iron Man suit. You got to do it for the the, the people of the United States. You got to protect the, the, the public. But Stark just turns it around. He like he like hacks the presentation and like in the end of the scene, like people are like applauding him yeah he's like i have privatized private privatized world peace (laughs) and everyone's given like like a standing ovation to tony stark and and uh that's just like rdj in full like tony stark swagger (laughs) i I like that scene a lot Mm -hmm. and also early on uh, the first battle between Iron Man and Whiplash. That, that was pretty cool. It was like, cool. We, we got to see, like, um, Iron Man, like, becoming Iron Man from a brief briefcase, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was super cool. Like, no, it, that was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the thing that this movie really lacked um, was the, the villains, I felt. Yes. Like, Whiplash, we understand his background and motivation to why he wants to take down Tony Stark. Yeah. But I feel like there's, like, little, like, sympathy to, like, why if you want him to, like, succeed or anything. He's just, like, that bad villain. Still. Yeah. Kind of cookie-cutter villain. Yeah. 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 And Agreed. Then, and then there's the other guy. Um, oh, Hammer. Hammer. Yeah. yeah. He was just an annoying guy. He was yes. just very annoying. I found him really annoying. But then when I was also watching this movie, I kind of felt like Tony Stark was like his own little enemy. 
like I felt like oh, right. yeah. there was like elements from the storyline. I don't know if you read it. Um, Demon in a bottle. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I felt like there's like elements from that storyline into the movie. How mm-hmm. Tony Stark kind of battles with like alcoholism and kind of like doesn't really trust himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I felt and I felt like that was a more powerful villain. Like Tony himself being <laughs> the villain was more powerful than the other two actual villains yeah yeah okay well wow you uh touched upon a couple things that i definitely agree with i i feel the villains were lacking in this movie like whiplash was okay um kind of a rehash of iron monger the first iron man right it was like a, a guy in in an armored suit that was like a little bigger than iron man's suit um but essentially like the kind of kind of the same idea. So he was okay, but I, I have a, a big problem with Justin Hammer. Like it sounds like you didn't like him so much either. But that that was that character is such garbage. Like it was. Yeah. So he's supposed to be like a competitor to Stark, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's got to be at least some technical know-how. But it, it appears that this guy is like a total idiot. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't know how to, like, do anything, really. And, mm-hmm. and like, he creates these, like, Iron Man, or not Iron Man, but, like, these robot drones yeah. that, you know, Iron Man and War Machine battle at the end of the movie. And they're so useless. Like, there's, I, I, was, I've, I was never, like, fearful of, of these mm-hmm. machines, yeah. right? They, 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 they were, like, like, pretty like uh they, they like fell apart really easily and like mm. like when iron man and war machine were like blowing them up and stuff like i was like there's there's like zero narrative tension here like i don't i i have i have no doubt that the heroes will overcome these guys exactly, yeah. you know when whiplash shows up okay there's maybe a little bit of of a conflict challenge. there a uh-huh. bit of a challenge like like you said yeah <laughs> um but with those those hammer drones like useless like I, I it totally took away f- from from the movie like it, it, it brought me out of the movie i'm like why are they here and like if they were like like i said um if hammer had any sort of know-how and he's like kind of ceo of this like weapons company he should at least have some knowledge of creating a formidable robot yeah but he it really he really doesn't here and it, yeah, that kind of ruined it for me. I was like, so bad. Like, take all that stuff out. You know, I, I was bad, dude. Uh-huh. Another thing I really have to note that was good about the movie was the soundtrack. Like the inclusion of, of the ACDC okay. songs. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, It really gave like a fun like thrill to the movie. Like it, it plays in the beginning and it plays in the end. It just shows yeah. like Iron Man's badass and he is gonna. Um, destroy some stuff that's a good point <laughs> I, I really liked uh, in particular the uh the first acdc song i think it's shoot the thrill mm-hmm. um but it's like iron man like descending upon the, yeah. s- the stark expo that was really cool yeah like like i said the beginning of the movie i, I liked a lot like acdc track blair in and then there's that uh that Senate scene, which is a lot of fun, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. and yeah, that first battle, that first battle in Monaco, uh, Iron Man versus Whiplash, it kind of fell apart for me after that. Um, but yeah, there are some aspects of the movie um, that that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, this sounds like this one. It sounds like you liked it a little bit more than me. 
um, but it, we're kind of on the same same <laughs> wavelength, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and what I liked about this movie also was that there was fun Easter eggs, like showing future Avengers, because like in that one scene where Tony Stark tries to create that new element, you see. Um, Captain America's shield, like a prototype. Oh, right, right. And I mean, then, not really a shield, but it's kind you know, of a hint, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. that we're going to see Captain America eventually. And then how yeah. Phil Coulson, at the time you don't know, you have to wait until the post credit scene, but Phil Coulson says, oh, there's something that came up in New Mexico. And then if you like wait for the post credit scene, you see Phil Coulson arrive to New Mexico, and what does he see? It's Thor's hammer. Right. Which leads yeah. up to the next movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, before we go there, real quick, mm-hmm. uh, I have heard, I don't know if this is, like, official, but I have heard that there is a very subtle Black Panther reference in Iron Man 2. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, there's mm-hmm. that scene where um, this is, like, almost the end of the movie, and Nick Fury is talking to Tony Stark, and he's telling him about like, oh, how did he do for his like job interview, basically? And and essentially, like Fury is telling him, Iron Man made the cut for the Avengers, but Tony Stark didn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Okay, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. That. So apparently, in the background, um, you see Africa, and there's like a little like highlight for like a part of Africa. And mm-hmm. my understanding is that's supposed to be Wakanda. Oh, okay. Have you heard that at all? I've heard about that. I mean, I, d- I didn't hear about the Wakanda part. Mm, okay. But I've heard, like, that um, Incredible Hulk is in the, one of those, like, background oh, screens. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's another pretty cool thing about these movies. You have to, like, look really closely. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, all these Easter eggs all over the place. It's so yeah. cool. So cool. Okay, so let's move on to Thor. What did Thor. you think about Thor? Thor? So, um, Thor, I was never... I never read his comics, but my dad was the biggest Thor fan. So mm-hmm. when my dad first introduced me to comics when I was little, he always talked about Thor and Asgard. So I always had a vision to like how I would picture Thor and Asgard. Yeah. And so when I saw it for the first time in, on the big screen, I thought Crims Hemsworth, he... The, the costume was great spot on from mm-hmm. head to toe with the helmet the cape yeah. the hammer um and asgard looked visually well done it looked like a place meant for gods yeah um the things i would say are let down from thor are thor's personality like crimson Hemsworth. i felt like he was really like how i said about edward norton he was just kind of still very new to the role and he didn't know how to take what direction to take the character he just felt like another annoying brat, especially like in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Like how he's like, oh, I'm a warrior. I got to do, do this in honor for my, my family's name. And then he gets banished. And then he's like, oh, okay, let's turn this around. I'm worthy of the hammer again. Like it's okay. a very simple cliche storyline plot. Okay. Yeah. And... um his accent I saw I thought was really annoying like his deep accent (laughs) yeah Um, Asgardian accent yeah (laughs) and then another kind of thing that I felt was a letdown was like I felt like the budget was like so much invested in like showing Asgard that when they went to New Mexico you could totally tell it was just like a small set I felt okay yeah and for me that kind of impacted the storyline like it made me feel like 
the storyline that was happening in Asgard was more important than the one that was happening in, in New Mexico. Okay. Especially that romantic storyline between um, Natalie Portman and Thor. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that was really forced, like how you said for Incredible Hulk. Okay. Like, it was just like, oh, here's two people, they like each other, and watch it and stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, yeah, it sounds like uh, you weren't a huge fan of this one. I liked it a lot. I definitely liked Thor 1 a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Um, I like the, the like, quote-unquote human Thor a lot. You uh-huh. know, like, yeah, like the... The locations were kind of low budget, um, but I felt like that was kind of on purpose. You know, it, it was supposed to be like this small town, and um, you know, we see Thor there without his powers. You know, and he's supposed to like sort of adjust to life as a regular human, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed that, like that whole like fish out of water stuff, and th- there were a lot, there were a lot of comedic moments that worked well for me oh yeah they were a lot <laughs> right right um and like you said that the asgard stuff was cool like visually pretty awesome um and yeah the the, the whole thing just kind of worked for me i i liked the the romance between um jane foster and thor you know um i don't know yeah this one like, this one worked. <laughs> it, it just worked. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, when I saw it in the theater, I enjoyed it. I, I watched it again, like, a few weeks ago, and I just, you know, I just kind of, I kind of dug it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, the, I think a big part of it is, you know, we've seen where the Marvel Cinematic Universe has gone, and, like, the budgets have gotten bigger, and we're seeing, like, all this crazy outer space stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok. There was like some crazy visuals, and you know you can tell like the the, the budgets are like are, are getting bigger, bigger right? <laughs> and I'm, maybe I kind of liked like Thor One, where it was a little more toned down. It was like just this little small town in in New Mexico, and it was like kind of more of a human story, and it, was it felt more, like, like settled. Yeah, like I, I felt like a connection to these characters. You know, they mm-hmm. felt relatable. They they were just like people you might you might meet on on, an, on a day to day basis. Uh, so it worked. I felt there was a lot of heart in the movie, and um, I have to call out uh, Tom Hiddleston too. Oh, yeah. he, he was so good in this movie. You know, he was, yeah. Like um, whereas a lot of the comedic moments were with Chris Hems- Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. And Kat Dennings, etc. Um, the the emotional center of the movie was kind of Loki, right? Mm-hmm. And he really pulled it off, I think. The, the, his relationship with Odin was was very powerful. Uh-huh. I thought it's like what we were saying. I think about like the previous Marvel villains, like Abomination and Whiplash. Like we didn't really have any sympathy for them, but Loki, we kind of like we're like, okay, we get you. Yeah, we know why true. you're bad, and we don't like it, but we understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I think we all understand why Loki does what he does. And we can relate to his situation. He's like he's like the the forgotten son, you know, yeah. and he just, you know, we, we, I, you know, we, I, we all get him. We, we understand him and, and he, he's, he's really good. I, I really understand why he's become like a fan favorite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He, he's, he's really uh, 
it, it's, it's a great character, and, and Hiddleston is, is, is so good. Uh-huh. Another, another for me, another great casting choice was um, Anthony Hopkins as oh, yeah. Odin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, like, Anthony Hopkins, he's just an amazing actor, like Hannibal Lecter and all these other great roles he's done. So, like, to have cast him as Odin, it's just like, it's like, I don't know, like, God playing God, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that was one that e- even before I saw him in the movie, I, I, I knew it was, like, the right casting. Yeah. You know? it was like, he's got that, like, presence to him, right? You, you know, it would work. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then Thor also featured the first of another adventure, Hawkeye. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he was in it very Very minimally but yeah yeah yeah, it was an intro and you know i love that stuff like uh you know we we talked about how black widow was in iron man 2 and she didn't do a whole lot but it's just cool to have like these little intros and uh you know it's 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 kind of comforting to know that when we see these characters even if it's a small role that chances are we're, we're gonna see them again at yeah. some point right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah i definitely liked how hawkeye was introduced into it like how adrian colson was like oh we need someone to take like a sniper view or something to take out yeah. Thor. and then you see him reach out for the sniper but then he's like oh no he gets the bone arrows <laughs> yeah and then you're just like what kind of guy do- what kind of guy does that and then yeah. you hear the feel close to say clint over the over the walkie talkies are like oh shit this is hawkeye (laughs) yeah yeah because i mean he doesn't have his purple suit or anything right (laughs) but again it's kind of a nod to the fans right when you see like a hand reaching for a gun and then he like stops and he grabs the bow and arrow (laughs) instead like you like the fans and i was like oh wait a minute it's gotta be hawkeye right exactly exactly cool (laughs) yeah it's cool like you know hawkeye is kind of a silly character in the comics and the movies but it's just cool that like they're they're kind of honoring the source material right yeah exactly like you said it's for the fans yeah yep yep love that totally love that okay so yeah there there we go the first four mcu movies and um now did did you mention to me earlier that you kind of gave a grade to these four movies? Yeah, I give a great. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, let's run run down the list. What did you, uh-huh. what was your rating for these? Uh, so, my rating's out of 10. Okay. Um, oh, perfect. Me too. Me too. Uh-huh. So, the first Iron Man movie, I gave 9 out of 10. Oh, nice. Okay. I gave like 1.9 because, like you said, the villain. It didn't, wasn't like the perfect villain. Okay. Um, Incredible Hulk, 7 out of 10. Okay. It was a fun ride. <laughs> okay. Um, but, lacked a lot of stuff like acting and stuff like that um iron man 2 was an 8 out of 10 okay and thor was 7 out of 10 okay wow okay clearly you're a marvel fan because (laughs) because as many problems that you had with these movies those are pretty good scores no yeah like i said <laughs> i had my issues with them but they were still fun and i okay. would watch them just for if there was nothing else on <laughs> gotcha gotcha <laughs> okay wow okay I, I think i'm maybe a little bit of a harsher critic because my, my scores are lower uh-huh. um but uh the first iron man i gave an eight now I, yeah, I I would say it's a high it's a high eight and like you gave it a nine like mm-hmm. that's fair like I might even like 
like push it up to nine. <laughs> it's definitely and, and as far as eight out of tens go, this is like top of the pile. Um, so that's yeah, that's Iron Man one. Then with Incredible Hulk, I'm gonna go with a six. Six out of ten, which just sounds weird because it sounds like I kind of like the movie more than you. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe not, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Later, upon rewatching it, yeah, there are there are some pretty, pretty, pretty big problems with it. <laughs> so let's leave it at that. Uh, you know. And now, granted, um, a six out of ten, I, I think, on any measure, is is a positive review. It yeah. is a recommendation, right? So, and mm-hmm. I will I will hold to that. It is a thumbs up. It is a recommendation. It is borderline. Like I think anything lower than a six is like not a uh, a favorable favorable review like yeah, I, yeah that's how i saw it like for me though it's seven okay it's okay like, like oh, how, okay like how you say six is like the favorable review i for me like the cut line is seven okay okay so we're kind of uh, along the same lines at least with hulk if you're giving it a seven and i'm giving it a six we're both kind of like just made it to the recommended yeah, exactly. re- recommendation area right okay yeah. okay uh iron man 2 um like I said, after the early scenes, which I did enjoy a lot, which I did enjoy a lot, um, I, 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 I had a lot of problems like later on. I'm giving this one a five. Oh, wow. Yeah, which even for a Marvel fan like myself, uh, it's, it is not a recommendation. <laughs> you know, it's borderline, you know, um, but uh, yeah, I had some problems with that one. Um, so th- that sounds like maybe the biggest discrepancy between <laughs> you and yeah. I, um, because with Thor, I, I did like Th- Thor one a lot. I'm giving that one an, an eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a pretty high praise, like n- no question. Iron Man one is, 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 a, I, I recommend, recommend higher than Thor one, but the, for the purposes of an out of 10, yeah, I'm giving them both. Eight out of ten. Okay. So there you have it. There's uh, our, our 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 very subjective <laughs> reviews of the first four Marvel Studios movies, and um, yeah, I think I'm pretty excited about uh, our our next episode uh-huh. on this matter because that brings Captain America: The First Avenger and the First Avengers movie, uh-huh. right? Uh, so. And that'll be exciting. That'll be, to, that's phase one. That's right. That is, yes, exactly. <laughs> that is phase one. So, um, yeah, any last words on on uh, these first four flicks or or anything at all related? I mean, if you haven't watched any of them, there's still a lot of time to watch them. <laughs> you got some catching up to do, yeah. but there's still a lot of time from here now until Infinity War to still watch them. That's right. That's right. And... Um, I think there's a reason why the two of us are are game for this whole like countdown rewatching this stuff. You know, like we've mentioned, there's a lot of like replay value. You know, there, there's all these little Easter eggs, and um, there's stuff in there that um, you can watch and like dis- dis- discover stuff you didn't. Mm-hmm. see before you didn't like realize before yeah and it's pretty cool you know like um especially in the context of like um like the big picture like where does it all fit in like just like, just like little things like like that senate hearings 
Senate hearing scene where Stark kind of takes over, like it, it definitely kind of echoes like themes from Civil War. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it kind of speaks to uh, Tony Stark's character arc. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, early on, he's like this, he's like this seat of the pants, like uh, uh, like wild guy, right? Um, and then, well, this wild guy who's like, you know, like he's against the government and he's like, I'm going to do whatever like Iron Man's going to do what Iron Man's going to do. Yeah. And then the character progresses, he changes and then you go to civil war and he's like, he's like, we got to be put in check. Yeah. And that, that's so different from, from that, that, from uh, like Iron Man too. Yeah. From uh -huh. the, from, from like the earlier Tony Stark. And mm -hmm. that's cool. Like that, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, generally movies can't do because in movies usually it's like okay there's a movie and it's done this is more like what you get from tv shows you can get this like really long elaborate character arc it's so cool you know like um with i mean just from the early uh scenes we've seen from uh infinity war like yeah, again like we're seeing like these characters change like look at uh captain america in yeah. the infinity war trailer he looks so different he has a beard he's got a beard <laughs> and he's, he's all dark and like like wh which cap is this this is clearly not the cap from uh, i mean certainly the first captain america movie but even from like winter soldier to civil war to avengers one to avengers two like yeah it's so exciting where like these characters are going and uh and yeah, it, it's it's pretty awesome. Like I think th there's there, there's a lot to be said about like rewatching these movies. I mean, you know, easy for us. We're like huge Marvel fans, um, but like th there's there is like little there's things. A lot of, there's in there. a lot of material that's not to like the Marvel fans. A little treat for them. Yeah, there's so much to like little little things to pick up on that you may have missed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Porfirio.